Splinters of Jade grapples with mature and sensitive topics, which could be triggering for some listeners. There may be scenes ranging from the use of drugs or alcohol, suicide, and forced marriages, to violence, body horror, gore, and the dehumanization of certain castes, classes, or nations of people. Please see the show notes for episode details. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Splinters of Jade, the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game actual play podcast. Your game master is Chris Garvey. There are many swords here. Kuniguru is played by Buell Richardson. He spins around, pops the tube off of his uh, shoulder. Kitsuki Akira is played by Steve Lanslo Bartolomei. Good thing my name is no one. And Yogo Sojimo is played by Bren Thorson. Get off, get off, get off. Now, on with our show. open up with Yogo Sojabo. Uh, he's been investigating inside one of the houses, found some interesting scrolls, and is suddenly attacked, or not really attacked, but is surrounded by Suku Mogami, or the household spirits. Items that have been around for a hundred years and become sapient. Uh, I would like to make an addendum. It's not the price of perfection I found. It's the cost of grace. I just didn't have time to look for the proper name of the book. So that's just an addendum right there for our listeners that are probably going to, I don't know, nobody's really complained about us getting lore wrong yet. (laughs) They will now. But yeah, it's the cost of grace. Well, we self-correct anyways. We acknowledge that we are not perfect. All right. So what is Yoga Sojibo going to do in regards to these Suku Mogami? Um, are they looking for a response from me? They're flitting about the room. Got one of your limbs wrapped up by a uh, a scroll. The Kyorin Rin. Like, get off, get off, get off, get off. And I try and shake it off. The paper kind of flits around. Yeah. Let go. Let go of me. It kind of flits off and goes down. A paper lantern spins around and smiles at you. Uh, One large eye and its tongue lolling out of its mouth. Oh, hello. In a very dry, kind of papery, raspy voice. You're new here. No, we are... Well, my friends are looking for that little sword that is rumored to be around here. A sword? There are many swords here. But 
Nat here. Well, clearly not. This is a bookshop or a scroll shop. I don't know what they call them. Indeed. So why are you here? Uh, why is anybody here? Ah, oh, such wise philosophy. You should write that down. You notice that there is an inkstone and some empty parchment. But, um, hmm. Why is anybody here? I, I will write that down. Might as well. As you start to write, the ink isn't doing what you want. You write the kanji, and the kanji changes to say something completely different. What does it say? It says, does anybody know what time it is? Does anyone really care? Ah, when did you get here? <laughs> no, no, I the character. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I look outside. What time do I think it is? Like approximation? All right, it is the hour of the monkey. So between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Getting later into the... Uh, Closer towards the late part of that. Yes. Okay. I will write it is halfway through Hour of the Monkey. You see the ink morph into a sumi art of a monkey that starts jumping around on the paper. <laughs> uh, I will paint a piece of fruit for the monkey. <laughs> of course, I'm not very good at sumi art. I'm more calligraphy, so I think I'll write. All right, so I'm going to have you roll a fire composition. Uh, what was the TN? Uh, it's going to be a TN1. Okay, so that is one success and one opportunity. No strife. All right, what would you like to do with the opportunity? Ooh, it's going to bite me in the butt, but I am impressive and flashy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you paint a very impressive piece of fruit you're not exactly sure what kind of fruit it is because but it's very impressive fruit that you've made the monkey eats it happily and walks off of the paper and onto you ah, ah, ink monkey <laughs> okay and anything else the monkey does uh he's he's just running around on your skin underneath your kimono now ah get it off Get it off. <laughs> and I think at this point, the other two see me burst out of the, the former shop or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, one strife just dealing with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you break through the shoji screen and out into the main roadway. And the uh, other two can see you smacking at your skin. Hmm. Look at Kira. I think he's been drinking too much. Me, get it off. Did slap myself. I checked my stash of opium tea, make sure he hasn't gotten into it by accident. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, it isn't that. No, some ink monkey. Ink monkey from a parchment jumped on my skin. You see it just peek out by his wrist and then duck dart back into the sleeve. See? See? So you have a friend. And your problem with this is? Cute. It's a, it's a little unnerving. Okay. And where are we? What are we looking for? What is our job? You find an ink monkey unnerving. 
when we're going after things that are worse. Well, when it gets on my skin. Yes. How does this feel? Does this feel weird or does this feel uncomfortable? It feels kind of like the sensation if somebody had like a cold towel and just moved it around on your skin. Oh, God. I'd say it's more getting under your skin than just on it. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we need to be heading to the Red Tengu Inn after, of course, after dark. We have to wait for it to get dark before we go. We have to spend the night here? Yes, apparently, yes. Uh, Normally I'm not one scared of the dark, but when we're surrounded by... And I point to the Sukugomi probably marching out of the building right now. Oh, yes. You can see uh, some Bakehizori, or ghost sandals, and uh, Karakasa Kozo, the uh, paper umbrella that has one leg and one eye. They're just kind of hopping around out the door. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hi. Now your ink monkey makes a little more sense. Yes. And I, I start swatting my side. No, 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 no. I still think he's cute. Well, then here, you have him. I think he likes you. Yes, this is what I get for feeding an ink monkey. Wait, you fed the ink monkey? There's your problem. Yes. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to approach them and do a respectful bow. Uh, good evening. Uh, perhaps perhaps you can assist us. Um, we are here looking for um, the Red Tengu Inn. Do you happen to know where it is? Yeah, follow us. And the two sandals flop on the ground and start walking as if somebody were wearing them, but obviously not. Well, you heard them. Let's follow them. I follow them, looking around, just being careful of what is around. Well, and you're seeing people walking around as if they're living their lives as normal. But as the sun's starting to set, and as you are getting closer, lamps are lighting themselves. And you start to notice that there is red paper over the lamps in the area that you're in now. Oh, boy. Ooh, Red Lantern District. The license corridor. You notice one inn that's there has wood bars and ghosts just standing behind the bars. Single door in the front, and above the door is the mask of a Tengu. Bright red. And, and really quietly, I tell uh, Yogo, or Yosobo, beware of the smiling woman. I usually am. I should say beware of women's smiles. I usually am. Uh, but this one, even more so. Very well. So you said the Red Tengu Inn. Yes. Now, do those people in the windows, do these people look like courtesans? They are definitely women of the night. Okay. Oh, that that's a term I could use. Yeah. What the Old West would call soiled doves. <laughs> okay. Never heard that one before. I've heard the seamstress term, but as a kind of colloquial to Seattle area, I know that. Yeah. I kind of gesture, do we go in? It's not quite dark yet. So we'll wait till it actually gets dark. Turn to turn to our guides. Give them another bow. It's like, 
Thank you so much for your assistance. You're very welcome. And they flip-flop back down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quick question. Just in case we find this necessary, would this the would Sukagomi file fi, be filed under ethereal otherworldly beings or no? They are considered a yokai. Okay, so they would be underwater then. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so you've been waiting around outside, and the sun has finally set. The sky is a beautiful purple hue and turning to a dark blue. A dark blue? Oh, okay, yeah, because this isn't modern times where the dust and the smog set. (laughs) Right. The air is actually clean here. And the women have been gesturing you to come on in. I believe it's about time we enter and do our investigation. So as we get there, or as it finally gets evening, and yes, the the courses are beckoning us in, we'll finally enter and find the proprietress. Yeah, you see two rather large men right inside. Uh, just as ethereal as anything else. And you see one woman. She's got a uh, stole on her and smoking a pipe. Ah, warm blood. What can we do for you tonight? May I offer you a woman or two? We are not interested in you, Joe, or by Joe. We are here seeking... A samurai who has misplaced his blade or his blade if he is not here. Uh, There have been many samurai who've misplaced their blades here. She gives you a, a knowing look. I am looking for a specific blade, and I am not talking about the ones used by the yujo or the baijo. I'm talking about the katana used by the samurai. He is a lion samurai that came here and did not leave. Uh, yes, yes. I, I believe I know who you're speaking about. Uh, but my memory is a little foggy. And she puts out her hand. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, let me see how much. Like, is this, she's ethereal though, right? Yeah. I do have a question. Do you need passage to the other side, or would something a little bit more insubstantial be better than a koku or two? Like, does she realize she's dead? Do you have a skill for this? I figure it'd probably be theology. I think this is going to be skullduggery. No, not skullduggery. Um, it's going to be courtesy air. That's what I meant. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll a TN2. Courtesy air. TN2. Okay. So that's two successes and two strife. I rolled in an explosion, but it went into a blank die. Because that's my luck. That's how them explodies work. Yeah. Yep. They don't realize they're dead. No one here knows that they're dead. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll pull out two boo. Because a cuckoo is a bit much. Yeah. So I'll pull out two boo. And put it in her hand. Uh, it passes through and clatters to the ground. Come this way. Come. We need you to 
be cleaned up a little before we proceed. Mm. Hmm. I'll follow just to see where she's taking us. You get to a room and there are four wash tubs and you can see some of the women's wash tubs. There are some wash tubs. Oh, in here. oh, oh OK. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm thinking like brass wash tubs. These are like this. No, these are like a barrel with the top removed. Yeah, yeah. And some of the ethereal spirits are removing, come and start removing your, untying your obi and removing your kimono and sacred robes. Yeah, yeah. just by the way, I did find, so the term for a, a licensed prostitute was yujo and a, and a not licensed is Baijo. So it's Y-U-J-O for licensed, B-A-I-J-O for unlicensed. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Are you guys going to get in the tubs? Well, we got to wash first. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember you wash and then you get in the tubs. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, it has been quite a few days on the road. Uh, I, I don't think I'll say no to this, but I will keep an eye on the attendance to see if any of the women are smiling they're all pretty stone-faced they're seem like they are well-trained courtiers in that respect mm-hmm. okay so they might actually be yuna or bathhouse girls where they're not actually working girls these ones yes they're they're you know you'll notice on sojibo that the monkey keeps running away from the water <laughs> I wonder why. Do they go for my mask? They show you enough respect not to touch your mask. Okay, good. I'm just checking. Okay, cool. All right. You've gotten yourselves washed and then escorted over to the tubs. You have an opportunity to clean up full the rest of the way and soak. Mm-hmm. Will do. Uh, yep. As Yoga said, it has been a couple of days on the road, so... And it would also be improper and impolite to deny them their job. Refuse hospitality, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Despite this being very, very disturbing, despite what we do. Usually, I'm just waiting for some of them to become the angry dead or something like that. Because usually ghosts who've been dead this long don't stay too nice so I'm a, I'm a little bit on ed yeah oh one thing i'm going to take a blank piece of paper offer it to the monkey and said uh here you can stay here while yoga san bathes uh the monkey runs onto the paper okay i set it up so that the monkey can see the three of us and especially sojibo especially sojibo since he seems to have bonded with him and as we are soaking, it's once we get closer to Crablands, we will see, have to see about talking with the Torataka. They may be able to educate us more on the spirits. The proprietress opens up the shoji screen and eyes you. If you are ready, there is something that I need of you before I take you to the lion. And that is? We have been unfairly taxed by a group of Yakuza, 
and would like you to solve a problem for us. Just negotiate better terms, or do you wish us to negotiate a more permanent solution? A permanent solution would be preferred. Very well. And I hope she gets what I mean by permanent solution, though I don't know how I'm going to do that. (laughs) Exorcism? I'm not a preserver. (laughs) Well, technically, they are supernatural beings, even if they are spirits. I don't have any exorcism techniques or whatever. I don't even know if there's a rite of exorcism yet. I'll come up with something. The ladies come in with your clothes. They seem to have been laundered and folded for you. Excellent. As is there... Their work. Well, where are these individuals you wish us to negotiate with? They're at the far end of the district. They've taken up residence in a inn down there. What is the name of the inn? The Smiling Geisha. There's a slight groan on, under Kundi's breath. Same here. Yeah, look to Yogo and... I believe we shall see what we can do. So you get your robes back on and you get some assistance in tying your obies back on and they're the firmest they've been in a long while. Ah, they're very good at their at their duties. And don't forget the monkey. All right, I won't forget the monkey. Yes, you cannot make them mad. Around the table is an all-ages board game shop and pub in Linwood, Washington, specializing in new and used games and RPGs. Curated and rotating list of craft beers, sodas, ciders, and meads, as well as a host of full salt ice cream. Around the table is committed to their community's health and well-being. People can check out our website for curbside or delivery of local beer, cider, mead, root beer, ice cream, and games from 2 to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check them out online at rttgamepub.com. You head out of the Red Tengu, look down both ways of the street. There seems to be the usual, what you would expect of a bustle from a red light district and you see no sign for the smiling geisha from where you are if you cut down the alleyway that is just around the bend it will take you pretty much to the to the inn that you see thank you about bow respectfully mhm she gives the bow back once you've negotiated terms the preferable permanent terms. Come see me and I will lead you to the lion you seek. Well, not again, and we'll start heading or Guru will start heading towards the direction she indicated for where the alley will be. Yeah, not again. Thank you. We shall do what we can and follow Cooney. The smell of all these food stands that are just in the district. They're kind of those little pop-up wheeled cart stands. 
uh, smell very, very good. You guys realize you haven't eaten, but also realize that there's probably no real food there. You're just smelling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no intent on buying any food here. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. It's like, not that good of an idea to eat ghost food, unless you're a ghost. Your hunger is going to give you one strife. You turn down the alleyway, and you're about halfway between the two blocks when a beautiful woman is standing, comes out in front of you. She has a mempo covering the lower half of her face. Uh, beautiful kimono, and her hands are in her sleeves. She looks at you and asks, Do you think I'm beautiful? I'm sorry, but I'm not really purveyor of women. <laughs> she looks at you quizzically, turns towards Kitsuki Akira. And you, do you think I'm beautiful? Okay, I, I realize that... There's some legends about a woman like this asking it to be beautiful, so I'm going to try a theology earth to recall what I know about this sort of uh, situation. Okay. Okay, that's two successes, uh, two strife, and an opportunity. All right. So you remember stories about the Kuchisakiona, uh, the slip-mouthed woman, where she'll ask people if they think she's beautiful. The answer of yes or no, regardless, will cause you to be in trouble. If you can dumbfound her or give her hard candy, you can get by. Okay, okay I look at her, uh, smile a little, bow. By whose definition of beautiful do you uh, wish me to regard you as? From your own definition. Ah, well, from my own definition, I do have a lovely wife that I am deeply in love with. So I I really don't judge other women on their beauty. She looks at Kuniguru. And you, do you think I'm beautiful? The question is not do I think you're beautiful, is do you think you're beautiful? For only you can determine that. Every other decision, every other option. Every other opinion doesn't matter. It's only you that matters. She seems very, very confused. And during that opportunity, you walk on by. Yeah, you notice how I did not. I, I, I knew exactly what she was. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think this is more of a modern myth. But I mean, like it is. But I can pull ideas in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just bringing that up for our listeners. I'm going to say. They do not exist during funeral parents. <laughs> Some poor weeb getting angry at us. Yeah, I knew there was something about this that... Uh... With what you were saying there, Bren, here's the thing. It's a fantasy setting that does not have everything. This is the way it has to be. This is the way, on the way it can be. So therefore, you bring something in that flavors the setting... Doesn't matter. Three words. Rokugan your way. Yeah. Besides, this is Rokugan, not feudal uh, Japan. All right. Moving on. You continue walking, and you hear the sounds of Geta clacking behind you. Kuniguru automatically is going to get one strife from this. Okay. 
So the sound of Geta here is probably going to be a little triggering. So he hears it behind him. He spins around, pops the test tube off of his uh, shoulder. And there is nothing there. So did we hear that? Everybody heard it. Okay. Hey, he's he's just standing there looking in that dir- in the direction for a few minutes and listening again. You hear nothing and you see nothing. It, did everybody turn or is it just Yeah, I'm I'm turning to I'm turning to look and also see what um Cooney is so upset about. Cooney. What about Yogo? Did he turn around? I will look at Cooney. All right. So you he- all hear the sound of the gate clacking behind you again. But it's ignore the footsteps. Green turns around, heads back, starts heading the way he's supposed to. All right. Once again, the clacking of the Geta follows you. The faster you move, the faster the footsteps move. Guru's not going to move any faster. He's just going to walk at a normal pace. Maybe a little slower for the Geta. And yeah, sadly, I don't have any trap of Fuda ready at this point in time. So, oh well. <laughs> okay, keep keep moving on and just keep aware. Do they sound like children's geta or adult uh, multiple? You're hearing three distinct ones mm-hmm. of different sizes. Like one big, one medium, and one other medium? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The sound follows you all the way till you get to the uh, smiling geisha. And then you hear them clatter away as if running. Hmm. What you see in your frontal vision of the smiling geisha is a large facade all boarded up. The door has some cloth hanging over it, so you'd have to move the cloth to get in. And you can hear this rattle of dice from inside. Ah, they're playing D&D or something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Papers and paychecks. Oh, oh boy. This seems to be a dice house. Yeah, well, it is a Yakuza den. Yeah. Perhaps you should do the talking, um, Yogo-san. Me? Yes. You're more diplomatic. Uh, very well. You push aside the cloth covering the door and just a waft of smokes of smoke comes out. The smell of opium heavy in the air. Mm. I guess even the dead have their vices. I guess so. All right. Going in, you see people playing dice and uh some playing shogi for money and go for money. At the far end, you see a wrinkly old man. Ah, you three! It's been ages! Come in, come in! Do we recognize him? Oh, yes. Especially considering you just saw him the other day. <laughs> uh, it's Ninyari Hyon. Nuri! Yes, long time no yeah. see. What brings you to my inn? Well, we are here to negotiate uh, with the Yakuza staying here in the matter of the uh, Red Tengu Inn. Yakuza? (laughs) 
It's just me who comes here from time to time. I like to use it to stash away items that I've found. Well, it kind of doesn't help that the Yakuza have probably been dead for hundreds of years. But uh, yes, I mean, you do not hear. Do you hear the the dice playing? I mean, you're surrounded by. Oh, that? Ah, I ignore it. Yes, sadly, we cannot. Uh, Do I see any visible spirits at this point? Um, Not around him. Of course, not around him. You can see the spirits playing down on the lower floor. The lower. Oh, so it's a ground floor and then a basement. Um, he it, it's on he's on the ground floor. He's up on a little bit of a dais up above. Oh, okay. So I thought he was behind a counter or something. No. So we're looking up at no. him and down at the playing. Yes. And he's smoking his pipe, and that's where a lot of the smell is coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we we do need to speak with the um, spirits that are running your inn. Well, then I suggest you commune with them. Of course. Let's see, where can we find them? They're all around. Well, the spirits, yes, but we need to speak with the correct spirit to deal with this. Um, I will go up to, is there any spirit, like, standing around, like, monitoring the other spirits? Basically, uh, 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 Yojimbo-looking guy. So there's a couple people that stand out. There's... One that's by the door, he's carrying, uh, he's the only one you can see with a katana. And he's scowling and watching everyone very closely. He's covered in tattoos. The next guy's got tattoos as well. And he's a bit more of a wiry looking sort of person. Very weaselly features to him. And you see him, looks like he's counting coins off in the corner. Mm-hmm. and then. You see a third person just standing by some stairs that go up. Okay, so this is, I think I have a plan. And I will sign a, a, a uno momento to uh, Nurihian. And I will confer with my uh, other two companions. Okay. To be honest, I do not think we can handle this in a straightforward be gone spirit sort of matter. I think we must go with a little bit more subterfuge. That's why you're speaking. I think I understand, yes. Now, I just, this is going to be a, probably a pretty high TN, but I want to remember who was, uh, let's see, let's see, which family would it be? Probably the Bayushi Daimyo. Or where are, where are we in like, yeah, the bite, uh, the, I'm going to say the scorpion champion at that time. Okay. And this is going to be a TN three earth government or culture. Okay. It's going to be government. Mm. And it's going to be earth. Do you let us know what it is that you're trying to do? I'm basically going to try and convince him that the scorpion or musks are going to come in on our purchasing the red tengu in and there to basically stay the out. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, are you letting us know the, that you're trying to basically deal with it? That's what I, that's what the side was. Yes. Okay. Okay. I will also try to remember who 
if I might have heard of who it was at that time. All right, Buell, for you, that's going to be a TN4. I would say either I could give do a assist to Soja Bow. I don't need it. Which I've got. A, I've got government. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Buell, what's your strife at right now? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, go ahead and reduce it to two. I I have three successes with an exploding success, a strife, and an opportunity. Nice. So I made it, and I just thought I would just use that strike to reassure you. I think I got this. I see. So it's uh, Bayushi Sashiko. Sashiko. All right. I will go up to the coin counter, or the accountant, I believe. I'll just call him the accountant. And simply stand there and kind of give him an ahem. What? Do Do you have something you'd like to trade for credit? No, I am on business of Sachiko Ue, Bayushi Sachiko Ue. He peeks one eye. And I wish to speak to your master. <laughs> We're Yakuza. We have a leader, but we have no master. Leader, master, whatever. I wish to speak with them immediately. And I guess I will have to make a see courtesy. No, that would be a command. Crap, I don't have any command yet. Yep, it is command. And it would be fire, because I'm trying to... uh, Well, what is intimidate in this? I think that would go with fire for inciting. Yeah. Do you want some help with that? Yes. Okay, I'm going to step up and say, You heard the man. Get your leader now. Do you have a... Command fire. Do you have a rank in command? I have two ranks in command. Okay, so I get a white die on this because I don't have any command. And Guru's just standing back letting them talk. Oh, I should have spent a void point on this. Wait, did I spend a void point on this? I haven't spent a void point yet, have I? Don't think you have. All right, well, I am now. Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> so that was one success, two opportunity, and two strife. All right, he, he just kind of looks at you. If you're not here to gamble, be gone. Be gone. Yeah, look at Yoga-san and, well, in that case, perhaps the leader isn't here. Tell us where he is. Um, I'm, I would like to try a skullduggery air to trick him into leading us to, the, uh, to his leader. Okay, with what you've said, that's going to be a TN4. Got it. <laughs> wow. Four success, two strife. I have a three air and a three skullduggery. What do you expect? (laughs) I honestly don't think your leader is here. You're right. He's not. Go away. So. And his eyes keep darting over to the stairs. So he's not. Good. Then we can go upstairs then. Thank you. Uh, 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 follows. The man at the door at the uh, base of the stairs stops you. No one's going up there. Good thing my name is no one. And try and push past them. So you, you just walk straight through him. <laughs> at the top of the stairs, there's several armed men and one older gentleman. He's sharpening a tanto. Okay. Look to Yoga-san. Give a nod. Back to the um, old man sitting sitting at the desk. Obviously the leader. So I'm going to I'm in air stance. I'm going to be in air. I'm just wondering what I should use. 
uh, with courtesy or is this? Yeah, courtesy. Um, actually, no. Can I? Can I? Can I argue with commerce to try and con the man out of? Yeah. Cool. Because I actually have commerce. <laughs> go for it. So I'm going to go up. Greetings to you, O wise and great businessman. I am here as a representative of Bayushi Sachiko Ue and wish to negotiate terms for the release of the uh, Red Tengu Inn. Ah. Uh. I do enjoy them, especially when they can't pay in Koku. No, I think not. They're too valuable to me. You'd have to find something for me to make up for their loss. I will nod to him. And yes, exactly. That is why I'm here. What is... I am here as a representative of Bayushi Sachiko Ue. And I say that a little bit more promptly, realizing that this is probably a little bit more even above his pay grade, that he better start, uh, you know, listing prices. Uh, You know, I I could, if you perchance got me a certain item that I've been looking for, uh, I could give it up. I am a representative of the Scorpion Clan champion. I can acquire any item you wish. There was a woman who used to be in my employ. She was a scorpion. All I want is her mempo. And the scorpion's name? Shosiro Kuchi. I made sure to that she remained smiling long after she left here. Very well. Uh, Mempo of, and I will write down a note in triplicate, if I can, stating that that will be delivered upon you. And I'm I'm asking him to sign it. He he signs it. I sign it. I hand him his, we basically, I hand him his copy. Assuming that the woman wandering town Asking if she is beautiful. Would that be her? Yes. Very well. I'll have my people acquire the mempo. Post haste. Splinters of Jade is a work of fiction and is not affiliated with Fantasy Flight Games or Edmonton International. The music is used with permission from Darren Curtis. More of his music can be found on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, or his website, darrencurtismusic.com. Our logo was designed by Nick's Animalia. More of her art can be found on Etsy. Recording, editing, and sound design is by Bren Thorson. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey. You can follow us on Twitter at SojPodgeRPG. That's at SOJ. P-O-D-R-P-G on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPG and sajpodrpg.podbean.com You can message us at sajpod at gmail.com and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG to get exclusive episodes and extras. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, and your podcast player of choice. 
Thank you for listening, and remember, if you can't jade strike it, grasp it with earth.